and welcome back to Uncompressed. My name's Michael. And I'm Francisco. And today we're really just gonna kind of have a really informal podcast. We're gonna just talk about some current events going on. We didn't plan this out at all. We didn't plan this out at all. Uh, we just kind of wrote down some topics on what to talk about, and we're gonna... You literally just described planning. Dude, you're right. <laughs> we just wrote down some topics to talk about. I'm a wedding planner. <laughs> Speaking of weddings. No. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Let's talk about Apple Music. All right, yeah, we're going to kick it off with Apple Music. So Apple Music launched today. Today, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, is when you were able to update your phones to iOS 8.4, which gives you the access to Apple Music and Beats 1 Radio. And it's beautiful. It is pretty beautiful. Yeah, the, un- the user interface is really, really nice. Um... That's definitely something we've liked most so far, just right when you get into it, just how beautiful it is, the way it's laid out. Mm-hmm. They give you a very nice experience to go along with it. Yeah, we've only been using it for like, what, like an hour? Like an hour about that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, it's we, pretty We good. had to work today. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it definitely gives you a very nice um, new user experience as well as a good view on your current library. So they've definitely updated the music app to follow and streamline a little bit more along the lines of iTunes on your computer. So just how you can see your most recent albums added uh, and things about that around that nature, you can definitely go into your phone and see things in the same view. That's right. You can also do things like um, Up Next, which you could only do previously in iTunes 11. You can cue music, correct? Yeah. Which is really cool. That's definitely that's a huge that... feature for me because like sometimes you definitely don't have the time to go through and search for music. It's in just the nice moment. to have a, an idea of what's gonna play next without you having to skip through a bunch of music to get to what you like. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Now, overall, do you think this is gonna be a really good competitor against things like uh, Spotify and Ty? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say title because <laughs> well, do you think this is gonna compete against Spotify? I've mentioned this to you before. I've been a Spotify user since 2011, since Mm -hmm. they launched. And you actually introduced me to Spotify. Yes, and I I love, 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 love Spotify. And they've done nothing but great things with it. They've upgraded it a lot. Uh, And and, uh, at the moment right now, they don't have a lot of things to directly compete with Spotify. But I think that later down the line, they're going to be, you know, definitely have something to compete with. As far as title goes... uh, you know, Tidal's main thing is that they provide full quality streaming music on compressed audio, but iTunes has really high quality audio as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing that Tidal was pushing is that it was, you know, by the artists for the artists. Correct. And stuff like that, which, I with Apple Music now like, blah, 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 with it, which Apple Music now uh, offers because you have stuff like Connect, which is basically like a social network that all these artists can uh, start uploading stuff to and give you like real-time updates on what's going on in their lives, which is great if you're really interested in a particular artist. Like, for me, it would be Imagine Dragons, and for you, it would be um, The XX. The XX, so, my favorite band. But yeah, they, they definitely look like they're having something along the lines of more connecting with the artists. This is something that they tried previously with iTunes Ping. If you don't remember the name, don't worry. Nobody used it. What it was, was that? So what did it do? Ping was kind of the same thing. You know, they would have people or artists create profiles in which you can interact with them, but 
that's all it did. It didn't do anything else. Uh, not a lot of artists took to it, so it was. It just turned out to be kind of a flop. So they're trying to integrate this connect, which is actually it's working really well because they're getting a lot of exclusives with artists. So right off the bat, first day they had exclusives with uh, people like Pharrell. Uh, so so they definitely had some stuff on there that you know artists are interested in. Now they see that it's a streaming service, so they they were they're willing to invest more time in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that that's the biggest thing. The other thing is a price point. So we're we're looking at the same price as uh as Spotify at the which moment. blows my mind because when you when you look at Apple and how competitive they are in terms of getting new products out there and getting them to be number one and basically dominating the industry that they're trying to, to tackle, you would think that competitive pricing would go right right along with it. But they're sticking to the exact same pricing as Spotify, which would be their main competitor. The exact same pricing, but the one benefit that they have over is that they released a family package. So you, That's true. Yeah. you can have up to six people, and each person has their own profile, own music, uh, for fourteen ninety nine. So that's a dramatic difference between, you know, having Spotify for six people compared to Apple Music for, 16, mm -hmm. for six people. Now, the thing is that Spotify does offer a program like that, but only with certain carriers like Sprint, um, and they did it with AT&T as well. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that. I yeah, know that. so if you have the, those plans, you can actually add that on, but it's not something that they offer just right off the bat. So it's going to be really interesting just to kind of see if Spotify is going to launch any competitive pricing to compete alongside this membership deal, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Now let's take a quick second to talk about Taylor Swift, because she had a pretty important role in the launch of Apple Music. She's not in the launch, but I mean... I, and I, and in terms of how people viewed the launch yeah, and, and how they what, reacted to it and, and, and how artists would view the launch because basically the first three months of your of your trial are free are free and artists wouldn't be getting paid for it and Taylor Swift's uh, Queen Taylor she just kind of <laughs> hopped in and she wrote an open letter to Apple stating like that she believes that artists should be getting paid for this and Apple's always been the kind of company to to do things like that, you know? to And they, they're not the type of company to n not pay the people who are responsible for creating uh, the um, the art, whatever it may be, whatever form it may take. So, and they listened, like, within the next day. Uh, who was it that tweeted it? It was, um... Ah, uh, what was his name? Uh, one of the guys at Apple. They tweeted, like, we hear you, Taylor. And Eddie Q. Eddie Q, that's right. Eddie Q. And... Now the thing Dude, is it about blew that, my mind. Yeah, so not only not only did Taylor just like have a huge influence on the launch of uh, Apple Music, but like it just goes to show that she can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Taylor can do whatever she wants. Now, let me just say that I am one of the skeptics of what happened because I just feel like something like that must have been planned. Like, mm -hmm. ahead of time. Because it's... Okay, like, I get it. You know, you're Taylor Swift, so you say something and, you know, whatever. But at the same time, I feel like that was kind of like a stunt for them to just show that they really care about artists mm -hmm. and they're going to be paying the artists. Because I feel like, okay, you wrote a letter, 
but then are like automatically they just kill over. They're like, okay, Taylor, yeah, we got you. <laughs> Let's and, go ahead and roll out and pay all these artists. Yeah, and that's why it was a big deal for me. Like that's why I was like, this is unbelievable. Like this is huge. Uh, but you taking the more skeptic side on it, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm not saying you're totally wrong because like that makes perfect sense that it that would have had to be planned because that does sound. Like, BS. Yeah, like, I, I feel like Taylor artists would definitely be the artists that Apple would protest mm-hmm. and be like, hey, we want to give you guys a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But at but the same time... we want everybody to know we're giving you a lot of money. At the same time, let's just acknowledge that Taylor Swift does have a ton <laughs> of political power. I know, no. And I, I totally agree with it. It's awesome. I believe that they should have had, like, a little bit more of, like, uh, I guess you could say, like, independent artists that are really going to benefit from this? Because that, that's the problem that... I mean, I get it. You know, these people are popular, so you're going to listen to what they have to say more. But at the same time, uh, we need to get the independent artists out there to really, you know, be like, yeah, you know, we need to make money because we're not making any money off of this. So, I mean, Taylor Swift is awesome, though. Through and yeah, through. yeah, for real. I respect her a lot. So that, that's pretty much what's going on with... Uh, with Apple Music. Yeah, you, check it out. Update yeah, your phone. Yeah, if you want to give it a listen, it was updated today. So update your phone and check it out. You know, they have a cool new icon. It looks spacey. Yeah, spacey. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Definitely don't be one of those people that's like, oh, I don't want to update my phone because I feel like I'm going to lose all my pictures or something. Like, shut the fuck up. Update your phone. <laughs> that's how I talk to my customers every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> Okay, so that was Apple Music. It's definitely really cool. Definitely something to check out. I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with it. I look forward to seeing if I, I maybe switch from updates. Spotify. Um, they're going to have to you know, add some more good features integrated in order for me to completely switch over because Spotify is just... They're, you know, from the beginning, they've done everything good and I've never really had issues with it. That's the reason I haven't switched over. Like, they've been a really good experience for me. Mm. So Let's just see if Apple can do it better, yeah, as we'll they, they usually do when, when, when it comes to things like this. So, virtual reality. That's something that's been getting a lot of talk talking about lately. We've even talked about it. I think this is something that, when you and I get together, this is, like, the one thing we talk about every single time. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because it's, like, it's such a big thing. It's, like... It's this kind of new, it's this new technology that's kind of... So exciting. Yeah, it's emerging out of its infancy. Like, it's been around for a few years. It's not anything brand new, but it's kind of just getting out there into the consumer market, into where regular, the normals I, can I don't, come, I, I don't even think, like, it's been, like, emerging for a few years. I think it's been, like, years and years that we've been trying to take steps to get there, and mm-hmm. it's just exciting... The fact that it's it's here, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we're going to have so many new cool things to step into that world. Mm. I'll tell you what, though. What what makes it, for you personally, what what makes it such a just tough thing to grasp? Like, wh- like, why do you think it hasn't been popularly accepted? Why hasn't the general public widely accepted virtual reality? Because I think that when people think about virtual reality... Either they think about movies and what they've seen in them, mm-hmm. you know, regarding virtual reality. Uh, and I also think they, they think it's such a high price point. Mm-hmm. So I think they're scared, like, oh, yeah, but that when that does come out, it's going to be, like, so freaking expensive that I can't even afford it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think people are skeptic. And like I said, there's been a lot of tries to get to this. 
and they've tried the other products and they're just they think it's just going to be another one that's kind of like a flop Mm -hmm. um the very first one i tried was the nintendo glove when i was younger that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even consider that virtual reality. No, but I'm saying it, it's like the steps moving towards that, mm-hmm. you know, because back then there, was, there wasn't there was even a thought or a mention of virtual reality. Yeah, that was VR but, beta. Yeah, but, you know, you, you slide the glove on and you're like kind of controlling, you know, the person on the screen, but it was complete shit. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't work. Well, for it, for its time, for its it time, was amazing. The idea behind it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, like, we've been taking baby steps and, you know, there's been products coming out, but then they're all, like, very basic. They all don't work really well. So mm-hmm. I think people may think that, you know, this is another one of those things, but now they're realizing how awesome it is and mm-hmm. how it's not going to be something that's complete garbage and how it's going to be more accessible, not super expensive. Yeah, but then you have the issue of this, and this is this is going to be my... Uh my response to to your answer to the question that I just asked a minute ago. And that's, I don't know what I would use it for. Like, what is virtual reality useful for? Uh, Yeah, that would, that's the, the that's the question that people ask. Like, that's the, like whenever I mentioned that, uh, my roommate has the Oculus Rift and that, uh, the dev kit and we, we like mess with it all the time and it's really fun. People just, they, they think it's really cool and everything, but then they ask like, why, like, why do I need this? Why do I need this in my life? And that's the question that all of these developers working to make this a reality are trying to answer. Like, why do we need it? Um, and a lot of people are leaning towards the gaming industry in terms of um, what they're going to develop it for and what it's gonna what its practical uses are going to be. Um, but I think for the consumer market, I think movies are going to be the way to go. I heard some talk about uh, Mad Max VR... And, uh, you, you know, at CES, they announced a, a, gro- a GoPro mount that you can attach yeah. a certain number of GoPros in a circle, and that would allow you to film like in VR. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think virtual reality movies are going to be a, a big hit for the consumer market, because gaming is really cool and all, but really, like, how many gamers are there, like, hardcore gamers in the general public? So they would like actually go out and spend the money yeah. to get some kind of virtual reality stuff. Exactly. And then and then comes the problem of presenting virtual reality mm-hmm. because the only way to really get a hold of like what it means it's is to try it. it's to try it out yourself. And then when people announce these new products, they just kind of go on stage and have some guy fumbling around with it on his head talking about how awesome it is. And you just gotta kind of take his word for it until That's you why get I your love hands what on it. Microsoft uh, did at their conference for Hololens. For Hololens, yeah. they, but that's for augmented reality. We'll no, get, no, I know. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. But um, I just want to finish up by saying that um, I think the next step in terms of presenting virtual reality is going to be using virtual reality to present. So basically, instead of having to go to one of these conferences to go to CES or something, you can have an application like Google Cardboard and just put your phone up to your face and you can be there. And can I say I love Google Cardboard? Like, it, Yeah, it, it, it's really it, fucking it's, cool. I was actually telling you, it's, it's the most basic entry-level type of, uh, of VR. But, for instance, for Father's Day, we were at my friend's house. I had my Google Cardboard. Pulled out the app and I was just like, hey, you know, I asked somebody if they wanted to try it, kind of show them what it was. And their mind was blown. And they he- were amazed. <laughs> by what you were telling me about it, they yeah. were like awestruck by, yeah. by like 
this this simple application. Yeah, because like like I said, for you and I, it, it's a daily conversation where I was talking about these things. But you know, when, when we bring it up to other people, you know, they're kind of like, oh, they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the first time they try it out, it's like boom, whole new world. Mm-hmm. So they were trying it out, and then their parents started, you know, started trying. It. My parents started trying it out. And it was cool because they never thought they would see something like this, you know? In their lifetime. In their lifetime. And yeah. it's it's the most basic form of it. So it's, it's it's really cool to see people's reaction to it and have them be open to it. And they're like, oh, I can't wait for you mm-hmm. know, something else to come out. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I've had a couple of friends over um, at my place, and I've asked them to try out uh, Oculus. And uh, most of them go for it right away, but I've had a couple that are actually afraid to. Uh, one of my friends, uh, I asked her to, to try it on. I was like, hey, come over here. You got to try this out. And she was totally, like, not for it. She was like, I'm not putting that thing on my face. That thing is weird. Uh-huh. It's like some crazy sorcery. And I got cancer or something? No, I asked her why. I was like, hey, why do you feel this way about, like, this technology? Like, this isn't something to be afraid of. And she was like, I've seen Sword Art online. Like, I know what goes down. <laughs> <laughs> and she, ah, the lovely essay. Yeah, she just didn't want to do it. She was afraid that she was going to be, like, sucked into a different world and stuff. She's... <laughs> I would have been like, listen, Kitty, though. <laughs> <laughs> She's something else. She's something else. But still, so it's 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 a really cool technology, and I'm really excited to see where it's going. Then another step has been taken uh, recently with Oculus. They announced uh, Oculus Touch, which is like a little pair of um, kind of like the Wii nunchucks. Yeah, I literally just saw the video on that, and it's amazing. So mm-hmm. first of all, they have the it's like a camera sensor set up in front of you, um, mm-hmm. and, and it can actually detect like if you're moving forward or backwards. Mm-hmm. That's so, how it works. There's there's infrared lights mounted across the entire Oculus setup, along with the Oculus Touch with the handsets. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. They, I mean, they literally look like little half circles. Put your hands in them, and uh, the the camera sensor detects everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it lets you use your hands in virtual reality, which is the biggest issue with virtual reality right now. I think is that you're playing with a controller, and yeah, you can move your head around, and yeah, you feel like you're in this world, but it kind of gets th- you can't interact with it. Yeah, you can't interact with the world the same way you can interact with real life. And then Oculus Touch takes it to a whole new level, where now you can use your hands. And now you can you can touch objects. You can pick them up. You can turn them around. You can look at them in your hands. You, you can, can toss them around. Them. You can. There's actually a, a a game that lets you do that. There's a sandbox game that lets you like bitch slap things. Wow. And it's really cool. I just wanna yeah. I would do so many things with that. It'd be awesome. I don't even want to know <laughs> where your mind was going with that. <laughs> but it's really really cool, and it's it answers their their product for the Oculus Touch answers so many. Uh, questions that people were asking about where this is gonna go and like how we c- how we can make this better and they they answer those questions like they really really um, took it up a notch with Oculus Touch I'm, and the thing is that's still in early development we're probably not gonna see that for a while Oculus is gonna come out a uh, Q one of twenty sixteen for uh, for the consumer market so but that's awesome man. And, and right when you were telling me that like when it was gonna be released and stuff you were um. I asked you like what the price point like on on something like that would be, mm-hmm. and you told me that the dev kit right now is like three fifty. Yeah, it's like a little over three hundred bucks for the dev kit. So I assume that the consumer version isn't going to be that much more, and if that's the case, then everybody can get one. That's within everybody's reach. You yeah. know, it's not like when Google Glass came out. It, it was, was fifteen hundred like bucks. bucks and yeah, which is still was like, oh, that's cool, that. but you know, nobody wanted to buy it. It was mm-hmm. too expensive. Yeah, if everybody can get their hands on it, then. That that's just gonna become a booming industry in and of itself because 
so many people are are they want it, you know? Yeah. And they want to see what you can do with it. So on on top of games, you also have movies. You have the ability to join conferences without actually being there. It, it's really cool. And then a step beyond that would be augmented reality, the HoloLens. Oh, I love augmented reality. Like, I love VR, and it, it's awesome, but I guess, like, just because we've seen a lot of AR stuff lately, like, mm. it's just really cool because you can still interact with the world around you, but then you have that virtual reality aspect to it. Um, and that's what we saw. We, we talked about this on the last podcast episode, just kind of seeing you know, the the person on stage actually, like, interacting with their environment and being able to, uh, they hooked up the camera so they could show you what he saw. And it was just so awesome. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing with augmented reality compared to virtual reality is that it is an extension of what is actually in front of you. You're not going into your own your own virtual world. So uh, it's, it's a way for you to extend what is already a reality into something more. So that that has benefits in and of itself that differ from virtual reality. So VR super cool. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with VR and AR. Let's see if we can combine them and make VAR. <laughs> VAR. I just feel like I'm really excited about AR because it allows you to interact with what's around you, just like I said before. But I think there's going to be a lot of practical uses for that. So I, I feel like it's something like... Because, you know, VR, you have to be completely immersed and you're not really paying attention to anything around you. I feel like AR is going to be something that you can use. And it's scary that because of that, too. I was listening to uh, to The Verge cast, uh-huh. and uh, I forgot who it was that was talking about it. But she was basically saying that she, whenever, like, she, she's tried on Oculus and all that stuff before. She says that sometimes if you're alone, it can be a scary experience because you're completely blind to what's actually in front of you. You're in a completely different world. Yeah. So she was saying that if she... You can w- take off the goggles and somebody's there. Yeah, exactly. So she was saying <laughs> if, she, if she's going to play, like, a game on uh, in VR, she's going to lock her doors and, like, set her alarm and shit because she didn't want anybody, you know, stabbing her in the middle of the night while she's trying to play Halo or something. Yeah. That's why they have the right to bear arms. So that's great. Yeah. I like bears, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but just like I said, I, I just feel like AR is going to be you're, something you're going to be able to use around the house. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not going to interrupt everything that you're doing in the moment. So guess guess where, guess where all this uh, AR is going? <laughs> it's going to be blown up in space. Well, okay, I was going to say it's going into space. And <laughs> yes, then it gets blown up, unfortunately. <laughs> because the Falcon 9 rocket that was launched on the 28th to do a resupply mission to the International Space Station unfortunately failed. And it exploded. And it exploded, yes. Thank Which you. Which is very Thank devastating. You. Yeah, and it's actually brought up a whole lot of controversy within uh, political officials and stuff like that, saying, like, oh, now we shouldn't be funding NASA because it's waste- we're wasting our money because everything's exploding. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up and get a science degree. <laughs> Because, like, these things happen. Like, things go wrong. And rockets are really, really complicated machines. They're not even machines. They are bombs. The, the only, all that a rocket is, is a controlled explosion. That's what defines a rocket. So, if, if you get a little bit of math wrong, things can go cataclysmically wrong. Is that even a word? Who cares? I mean, it is for our podcast. <laughs> this is our podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> so it, things can go wrong, and then like that kind of stuff happens. And then what happens after that? You learn, and then you you figure out what not to do the next time. Yeah, but unfortunately, so, this is what is it—the third time that it fails. 
Yeah. Yeah. But they're learning. No, I know. They're learning. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just... I think we just gotta look back and just be thankful that it wasn't a manned mission. Nobody, nobody died. Nobody got hurt. There were lots of pissed off scientists. But all in all, it was a, it was a big learning experience. Yeah. I mean, it's just something... It, it's just progress you know sometimes we got to get through that stuff so that we can actually yeah. finally make it and, and, and that's that's how nasa and spacex are viewing it they're viewing it as a you know th- this kind of stuff happens we're doing everything we can to prevent it from happening again uh but then you have like the government and political officials saying oh well you guys obviously don't know what you're doing we're going to cut your funding even more because we don't need it so yeah. and that kind of stuff really bothers me yeah i mean the good thing is that you know at least it's it's SpaceX, and they're working with NASA, so it's like, you know, government. Say that one more time. SpaceX, and they're working with NASA. And, but, but NASA, NASA, <laughs> and, um, NASA, NASA. <laughs> well, what? How do you want me to say it? Like an American. NASA. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Damn it! Now I have to say all this shit over. Nah, you're good. You're good. But. We're we're gonna get through the whole explosion thing. I mean, I think it was I think it was fine. That shit happens all the time. Dude, you look tired as fuck. I am really tired, and it just kind of hit me. I've been driving all day. I've been up for a while. I didn't get to sleep a lot. You know what I was doing, so I don't have to explain. How's it, how's it gonna hit you during the podcast? You gotta be awake. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you for listening to Uncompressed. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I quit. Drop the mic. <laughs> So what what's going on? What else is going on in the world other than uh, SpaceX, VR, AR, Apple Music? What's going on? Uh, something interesting that I was reading, just a a snippet. <laughs> a snippet of a text. snippet of news. Uh, I was reading about this whole Uber controversy in France. What is going on with that? Because you were trying to explain this to me before, and then I wasn't listening because I was doing something else. But <laughs> something's going on with Uber. So tell me about there it. There was uh, two of the main officials for Uber in France. They were locked up. I don't know if you saw, but recently there were a bunch of taxi drivers actually in a whole riot in the streets of France. No. Uh, yeah, so these people are fucking pissed off because why? Because Uber's over there and their their prices are insane, like super cheap compared mm-hmm. to what taxi drivers are charging. So apparently, Uber has over four hundred thousand clients mm-hmm. in in France already, and that's taking away a lot of clientele from the taxi drivers. Especially since it's a lot cheaper, a lot more accessible, which, hello, I mean, that's what technology is. But they hate it because this is their job. And one of the bigger things also is that their drivers don't have to go through the licensing classes and all that process like they do. So why don't taxi drivers just become Uber drivers? Well, I mean, you can make money as an Uber driver, but it's not like enough to support like yourself completely, you know? I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, go drive an Uber. You'll find out. All right. I don't think. I don't think. I, I'm old I, I feel like Uber is good. You know, if you want to make extra cash, it's definitely mm-hmm. not a way to sustain your whole livelihood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- that's what they're getting at. You know, the this is their livelihood. You know what's sad? That's how authors feel. That's <laughs> they like. They spend all these times writing books, and then they're like, "I gotta eat, man." Yeah, and then they go work like, and then they sell cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I doubt that my next option is be like, hey, 
you know, I'm not making money writing books, so I shouldn't really start selling yeah. cocaine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, my, my my first choice would be like, hmm, do yeah, I really not? do I really need two kidneys? <laughs> That's what I would say. Black market. Um, okay, so anyways, like, you know, they, there was literally a riot. Like, these people were setting tires on fire and throwing them down the streets of France. They're protesting against Uber and demanding that the government in France take control of the situation. So they detained two of their executives, say, uh, basically trying to hold them accountable to their laws, uh, even though Uber's a company based in the U.S. So mm. there, there's a lot of issues going on. and um, That sounds really crazy. And I'm not, I haven't read up on this at all, so I have really no idea what's going on, to be honest. But this just sounds to me like people are getting pissed off because the company is being really successful. Yeah, but th- think like about it. They're doing I totally support it. Uber. I love it. I love you know what they did, what they've done, what they keep doing. I mean, I use Uber. Like, I think it's great. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, you know, if if you've based your career on something, you know, and that's your livelihood, and there's somebody coming in, first of all, not having to abide by the same laws that you abide by, mm. and then they're undercutting you in prices so that there's no competition. People are obviously <laughs> just going to choose the cheaper one, mm-hmm. uh, and they can't, yeah, like, they, they're not under the competing laws, so, like, they can undercut you by whatever they want, and they're going to be making money. So it's right. taking away all, you know, all your money, so... I can kind of get where they're coming from, but uh, Uber released a statement. They're like, okay, you know, like, we'll work with you guys and, you know, we'll try to figure out what's going on. But at the same time, you know, nothing calls for violence like this. So the French are just passionate people. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) That's what this boils down to. Yeah. Because, like, when I feel really passionate, I also burn tires and throw them down hills. I mean, why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking of being passionate about things... Um, how do you feel about everything going on here in this, uh, you know, stateside about, uh, you know, the, the gay marriage finally being legalized? Listen, man, that was such a good segue. Yeah. I'm just going to congratulate you for that. And also, I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, really. It's awesome. It's a, it's a, like, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I was going nuts about it. I was like, this is a huge step for humanity, a huge step for mankind, and this is just something great for everybody. Like, I don't see a downside to this. Other than, like, I don't know, Jesus getting pissed off or something. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like a lot of people um, that I've seen are bashing it. And, you know, they're bringing religion into it, which... Which they shouldn't do, because this exactly. has... Exactly, this, this has, has nothing to do with religion. This has to do with people's rights, exactly. not, not to do with whatever holy book you decide to believe in. Exactly, so I think that's the biggest thing that we need to take away from this, the fact that, you know, you can decide to believe whatever you believe, and but just because you believe that doesn't mean that it's law. So that's why there's a separation of church and state. Which people don't understand that that's a thing. Yeah, they don't like, understand this They thing. really don't get that there's that that the United States government has no right and is unable to, by law, enforce anything that favors a particular religion one way or another. Yeah. Like, if today the flying spaghetti monster was like, hey, you know, I think straight marriage is totally, like... A sin, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're not gonna be like, oh, you know what, you're you're fucking right. Let's, yeah. you know, let's we're not make gonna it illegal. Like, yeah, we're not gonna deny people's rights uh, to to happiness just because. 
And to me, it's not even just happiness. Like, I get that. Okay, that's the biggest aspect of it, happiness. But imagine, you know, not being able to legally share your life with your partner. Like, let's say, for instance, if one of your partner, or if your partner gets sick, and you're not able to share your insurance, per se. You, you know? don't have to imagine it. This is actually it, it's happening. It's a real thing, but now like, it's not, you know. So and now and even, even, like, for just forget about gay marriage. Just go back 60 years, back when uh, interracial marriage was illegal. Exactly. For the exact same reason. People thought, oh, well, the Bible says that a black man and a white uh, woman shouldn't get married. Or whatever yeah. the case may, may have been. Like... That's not okay, and yeah. then and, and and now it's like it's not a big deal, and that's not a know? big deal. So I like, mean, don't get me wrong. There's still the people that make a big deal about it, but it's yeah. not a big deal. You know, it, 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 we're progressing as people, and we need to understand that everybody deserves their rights, and that's what it's all about. It's about progression. Exactly. It's about humanity progressing, and everybody being treated equal. It's about equality for all. I'm I'm just glad that this is making a a huge impact, not even stateside, but. In other countries, Ireland legalized it mm-hmm. uh, literally right before we did, and mm-hmm. then um, it, it's just taken off everywhere. Yeah, I think this is a good opportunity to also mention just how funny it is, just how s- segregated social media is. Yeah. Because like, if I go on Facebook, it's just all like gay marriage is it's a an sin. abomination. Yeah, like all, like all these people are going to hell. It's just like horrible, horrible things. Yeah. And then you go on Twitter, and it's and the most like it. yeah. Hey. It's, it's the most liberal thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that has to do with just no, like the people okay, that so follow. No, okay, so not, not for nothing. But, it, you know, I would say that not too much of the older generation mm. that, like, have solidified beliefs in this that will not budge. Mm. They're the ones that, you know, aren't really up on, you know, Twitter or anything. You know, they're the ones who <laughs> yeah. have Facebook. So yeah. they're the ones posting these articles and sharing them and whatnot so oh man i and, and you know that's that's your right as a human being to have your opinion uh but at the same time it's it's not something that you should be shoving down people's throats you believe what you believe but keep it to yourself everybody deserves you know the, the same opportunities in this life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. preach it <laughs> yeah, i wonder what our listeners are thinking right now they're probably like wow these guys really want to get married <laughs> <laughs> So, it's funny because uh, my best friend Mario, uh, we've been best friends for forever, and, um, you know, everybody knows how tight we are, how close we are, and when gay marriage was first, like, legalized, when it it just hit the news and everything, I actually had a friend, Christina, text me, Mm -hmm. a really close friend, she texted me, she's like, oh, so how do you feel now that you and Mario can get married? (laughs) You didn't tell me about that. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, That's awesome. Fuck you. That's so cool. Um... That's hilarious. I wish I was around for that. (laughs) Man. And I just, I love the fact that, you know, all of this is being accepted, not even just on a level of, you know, like a human level, like all of us talking about it and whatnot, but it's even being put, and I'm not just suggesting just gay marriage, but just, you know, everybody's equality in general. You know, we see it uh, on TV shows, we see it on movies and even in comic books. Marvel's one of the biggest ones, you know, really pushing for equality. What you see in their comics now, uh, you know, you'll you'll see gay superheroes, you'll see, uh, you know, colored superheroes. Like it doesn't matter anymore. You know, mm-hmm. all that matters. Is... But they're like all sorts of colors. Like I've seen a purple superhero. <laughs> yeah. And the Hulk's green. <laughs> exactly. Like you get him in all shapes and sizes. No, and, and it's funny, like. 
people are totally okay with the fact of having like a green Hulk or uh, any any skin color. But then like once they have like a black Captain America, they're like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in that accent too. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that that, that deep Southern accent. You nailed it. (laughs) I know. You nailed it. But they go nuts over that, you know. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that time has passed, you know. And I feel like. Marvel's just one of the biggest voices right now, and it's only going to get bigger with what they're doing right now. Like and what, what are they doing? A, well, they have a lot of things in the works right now. One of the biggest series that they're they're about to launch is called Secret Wars. So Secret Wars is going to be like a three-part series, but they're basically going to shake up the entire Marvel universe right now. So they've done it in the past. but they think that this one's going to be huge. So they've actually spent five years developing this. Five years getting the storyline ready and letting the writers know where this was kind of going uh, so they could be prepped and start pointing their storylines toward that. So I was actually reading up on it and it's crazy to see like how Marvel has... Uh, so all the writers have about four conferences a year and each one lasts a couple days and they just kind of get together and shoot the shit and talk about what it is they're going to do with all these characters and where the storylines are going. So. Yeah, but just to be clear, you're talking about comics right now, not movies. Well, no, no, yeah, I'm talking about comics. I'm yeah, because the movie's movies. headed towards the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, uh, in, in the Marvel Universe, yeah, that that's it's going towards that, um, and it's pointing towards Civil War storylines and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as the comics go, you're about to see some serious shit. Uh, in the mm. great words of Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's We're just... such it, nerds. Yeah. But it, it's going to be amazing, and I'm so excited. Um, I, I'm not even going to get into details about it, but it's just going to be amazing. And what I love is they were specifically talking about the fact that these storylines that they're going to pitch right now or that they're going to start, they're, anybody can get into them. So if you just went and saw like Age of Ultron um, or a Marvel movie in general, you can kind of pick up with that storyline leading into the comics. You don't have to have any background knowledge or any like huge understanding of, uh, you know, the comic book universe. You can actually just pick up, get into it, pick up a comic, read the storyline. And as it progresses, it's going to let you know the background information and like what happened and how. So anybody can get into this. And that's what I'm super excited about because right now, because then you are, have people like me that are just getting into comics. Yeah. Actually, I'm reading a lot of DC right now, so I'm not even touching the Marvel Universe. So it's going to be big for someone like me who hasn't been in it at all. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, we're in a world of digital comics, so you'll be, at, be able to access it right from your phone or tablet. And you can get caught up or you can get into this. And I get excited for people because it's like... You know, you're get, you're getting into this whole new world. and You, you can be a nerd like me now. <laughs> exactly. So... I just think that a lot of people are scared of comics because they don't want to get into a storyline and be like, okay, I'm totally I'm, lost. Yeah, right I have no page. idea what's going on. Which is what happened to me when I first, like, yeah. he handed me, uh, what was it, The Blackest Night. Yeah. But, I had no idea what was going on. Exactly. But, you know, once I got through it, I was like, this is amazing. And I've you've changed my life forever. <laughs> yeah, and now you're starting from the beginning of, like, the Green Lantern storyline. Yeah. With and the ones I lent you. I got Aquaman, too. Like, exactly. I'm in so, there for life now. Exactly. So, like, the New 52 storylines are already informing people, like, where... And, but that's more... That's the DC comic side of it. You know, they're, they're starting their New 52. Well, not starting. They've been started. Okay. Now, um, now you're just, like, ranting. Now you're just getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, if you... If people are starting off on the DC side, they have the New 52. But now with Secret Wars, they're going to be able to do that on the Marvel side. So it's going to be amazing. I'm excited for you guys. Get excited. I'm excited.
All right, so, like, totally not to interrupt, like, you know, being excited about all this because I, I started getting goosebumps and stuff. But just <laughs> just really getting excited about the podcast and everything. Um, it was funny because you and I had that moment with, uh, we're not going to say where we work, but with our district manager, um, we told him we had a podcast. And he had the most hilarious reaction. He was just like, wait, you two? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> He's His just, like, look of disbelief. <laughs> And like excitement, yeah, it was weird. He was just like, "Wait, no, no, we're like, like you two, you two have a podcast." And we're like, what "The fuck, man, yeah, yeah." Gonna- <laughs> yeah. And then our coworker steps up and he's like, "Yeah, I made the music for it." And, then <laughs> and he's, he's like, just- "Wait, really?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry, uh, Harry, yeah. Shout out to Ventro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all the music you hear in the intro and outro, that that's Ventro. Oh man, so thanks, thanks a lot to, to our coworker for making the music. Oh. We <laughs> appreciate him a, a lot. And thanks a lot to our DM for like completely not believing that we had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he rocks for that. Damn it, <laughs> we're so bad at transitioning today. I know. What is a segue? I don't know. I rode one once. <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks a lot. There's nothing else. If you there. actually got... Okay, let me just say this. If you actually got to the end of this podcast, <laughs> but if, you, if you're listening to this right now, you're, you're amazing. Either you're not even listening and this is just playing in the background, or you don't know how to use a phone. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving you a hug via Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, or cellular, or whatever. Whatever your preference. We just caused so many car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> so we love you. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at uncompressed underscore. On there, you have a link to both of our personal Twitters if you want to follow us individually because mm-hmm. we're cool as shit. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, whichever one you prefer. And again, shout out to Ventro for creating th- this outro music that you're listening to right now. He's a really cool guy. You can also listen to his stuff on the SoundCloud. SoundCloud. It's amazing. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. And keep and looking up. Happy 4th of July. Oh, my God. Yeah, 4th of July is coming up. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Go be a fucking American and get gay married. <laughs> <laughs>